0: Hey guys, today we have another awesome episode of The Burr Show. I'm your co-host, Chad Gallagher, joined with Joel Kraut of Burr Loans, buy, rehab, rent, refi, repeat. Meet the inspiring people using Burr to create wealth and their tactics so you can too. Let's do it. So Deontay, what the heck do you do? Tell us.
1: Hi everyone. I'm Deontay Chantel. I am a real estate developer from Essex County, New Jersey, Newark specifically. And I basically rebuild communities and communities that I grew up in. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm also doing it throughout the country as well.
0: So rebuild communities. Uh, that sounds interesting. Definitely piques our imagination. Uh, maybe give us an example of like a project
1: yeah. you have done yeah. recently. Or something. So... What I mean by rebuild communities, I do purchase infilled or vacant lands in urban areas, so in in inner cities, and I pretty much use my imagination along with my team, and we build a house from the ground up. Um, currently, I'm working on right now five houses that we're building in Newark, New Jersey, and East Art. Oh, excuse me, East Orange, New Jersey, as well. Um, so that's just a little synopsis of. What I'm doing at the moment, I also have about one hundred and eighty homes in the pipeline that I will be building in Kansas City, Missouri. So, God willing, that'll be done, you know, in the next two years. Who so, are you to be buying it from? Yes, I purchased so the five houses that I'm building right now. I collaborated with the city of Newark, New Jersey, and as well as the city of East Orange, and I bought these lots for about ninety percent off the market value. So one of the lots uh, I purchased from Newark was $10,000 and it was worth about 130 to $150,000 at the time of purchase. And I got it for $10,000. That's incredible. How'd you do that? (laughs) (laughs) So how I did it, and and I also teach people how to do it as well, by the way. um, But how I did it was I knew that the city of Newark had over 3,000 lots for sale or had available, right? Well, at the time, Um, I put together a proposal packet or a executive summary about who I was, who my team was as well. And I just submitted it. Like, I don't know how to add any extra guru sauce on it, but that's what I did. I looked for, I found out what they were looking for in the community. Uh, Typically, Newark and every other city will put together a master plan right? Um, And they'll let you know, this is what the city is lacking. This is where what we need, right? Um, And what they needed at the time was affordable housing, luxury affordable housing. And now in 2023, they need it more than ever. But in 2019, when I started the process, they had a a need for affordable housing. And I wanted to build towards that need. And I wanted to make sure it was luxury affordable housing. Um, What I don't like, I hate to say this. I'm not complaining, but I'm just letting put it out there. What yeah, I did, yeah, what I didn't like as a real estate professional, because I was a realtor um, throughout the years as well. Um, and what I didn't like is in the urban communities there were not luxury, affordable options. And if personally, if I feel like I couldn't live in a or in a rental with my daughter, and I couldn't walk around barefooted, I wouldn't want to put anyone else there either. Right. And that's how I operated as a, as a real estate uh, rental specialist. Um, so there was a need there for it to be done well, done in excellency. And I said, you know what? The opportunity is here. I'm from Newark, technically. I grew up in Newark, went to high school in Newark. And why not be a part of the change that is coming to Newark? So I'm really passionate about that.
0: Um. Okay. So I have a lot of questions, but... I think my first question is luxury affordable housing. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm about twelve years into this. I've probably met fifty thousand people in real estate. I've never heard the phrase before. They really? actually sound like antonyms or what's the Joel? You're smarter than me. What's the <laughs> <they're> <laughs> we
1: opposite? don't have a spe-
2: we don't have a special acronym for it, right? So we're we're a little lost because we don't have okay. one.
1: What what does that mean? Ah, uh, I mean it's really basic it should be a a place of living that you would want to live in where you would lay your head. So I'm not saying you have to go and find, you know, a $50,000 kitchen. No, you can go to Home Depot and get the white shaker cabinets. You could take the luxury aesthetics, right. But use cheaper products to get it done. But we're talking about interior design. We're talking about just quality. Um, I've seen a lot of rentals throughout this country and Just because people are getting vouchers from the government, they feel like people could just live any old way. And I totally disagree with that. Um, We have to realize that these recipients of Section 8 and any other programs, they have small children. So we want to make sure it's a comfortable living space for them and their family. So like I said, if my daughter, if I walked through an apartment or a house and I felt like I wouldn't live here with my daughter, I would never sell it to anyone else. What's the square
0: footage on one of these? Downtown. On the
1: homes that I'm building, um, we're about like 3,500 square feet. Yeah, yeah exactly. so we're building two family homes. Um, some of them have bonus apartments where you'll be able to, you know, use it as extra storage and or put a studio apartment there. Um, you know, of course, that's not legal, but, you know, <laughs>
0: just for that. So, 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 so 3,500 yeah. 3, square feet, two different, like two apartments or two different yeah, um, so,
1: so we have stackable homes. Um, right. That's our, you know, aesthetic for our communities. You stack the apartments on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, yeah, so each floor has about 1,100 square feet. And the bonus apartment floor, which is the ground level, that will have the bonus apartment and a two-car garage.
0: Talk me through, so this um, bonus apartment, do you lease that typically with the first floor apartment, like as a, as a
1: combo or. well, Technically we can, um, but it's all up to section eight. So we would have to make sure that it's eligible to pass section eight inspection. Um, but technically I think they might do it. And it actually has an additional bathroom. Of course, right now there's no kitchen because FHA would not approve of it because it's not a real apartment, but I think we might be able to, um, Make it eligible i would have to talk to my my realtor about that with the process what else
0: would you what else would you do with it i mean how else would it
1: well you can make it a laundry room to start mm. you know bringing in more income or you can just simply rent it out to a cash tenant you know it's not in the basement it's on the ground level so at least you won't be dealing with anyone you know dealing with flooding issues you know there was a lot of yeah I mean, generally-
2: when when you're dealing with the initial appraisal for fha chad the plumbing is stubbed in the wall for the kitchen downstairs after you get through that and close you still own the property so you go back in and unofficially put that kitchen in and then rent it out for nowadays probably close to 1400 it used to be you know 995 to 1095
1: Interesting. Right, and I didn't want to put, you know, I didn't want to sound like I'm doing illegal stuff. So you right. said, <laughs> I got you, I got you. We'll, we'll but no, honest. but yeah. And we'll then go. you know, ultimately, you can also, you know, put up walls and build out. In this case, we could probably put two additional bedrooms down there, um, if we wanted to do that. But to get past the. Um, City FHA. inspections and FHA or whatever we decide to do. Um, if we don't, I mean, I'm reselling some of these houses. So of course FHA or conventional banking would be involved. So we wouldn't be able to add any type of walls. But once that new owner owns the house, they can kind of do what they want to do.
0: Talk me through the economics here. So land costs 10 grand, which is uh, yes wild. Yeah. And and then what's the what's the build cost? Is it I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. Before. So the
1: cost to build has gone up over a lot. A lot yeah. I feel like seventy percent. That's how I feel. Um, But in this case, the the cost of build is about four fifty. Okay. Hundred fifty thousand dollars, and the resale value is about seven hundred
0: and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Per now, house. And So you're are you holding on to some of these, or are you flipping all of
1: them? So far. The goal is to just get rid of all of them, because I do want to make sure um, that we're advocating for home ownership. But I might keep two of them. I'm not sure yet. Okay. To be honest with you, um, it's up in the air. But the first two that we started, we already have those on the contract. So uh, we have different options. And either way we looked at it, we could do a refi cash out. And, you know, what that would be is um, to get out the first loan for the construction loan, we would get a 30-year mortgage if there's equity which there is equity we would also be able to take what is it 75 yes, percent uh,
2: up to 75
1: right up to 75 percent of the um resale value so that's an option and we'll still be able to walk away with some cash in our pocket to deploy into other flips and or yeah that's amazing
0: i mean so mm-hmm. just doing the math there so you're all in it for like 450 ish something like that yeah and then you're saying it's worth like 700 so you get my buddy joel here to come out get to get appraised 75 percent on that so it's like
2: five and a quarter yes
0: uh so you're walking away with a check of 50k or something like that yeah and then i'm still keeping
1: it for cash flow um and actually some of the comps, depending on the, the neighborhood of Newark, some of the comps are 850. 875. What? Like they're go is going up. Every time another developer sells his house, it goes up. So you know, we'll see where we we are at once we're done with the newer the North New Jersey project. Excuse me, guys. That's <laughs> incredible. I uh and that, and by the way,
0: now you own a, a brand new home if you right. keep it. So like, you know, your, your stress is nothing. You have great tenants. Uh, and you're saying these are like section eight tenants that you're then
1: putting well, in? I I mean, I can go with cash tenants. I do prefer section eight because section eight is never late. And that's uh, that's my model. Like and that. it's the truth. Like <laughs> I've never had any issues with any section eight voucher tenants at all ever. Hmm. And some of them, they didn't even have money for a security deposit. And I, I, to this day, I still help them and I never regretted it. Now, I wouldn't recommend everybody listening to me to not get a security deposit. But sometimes, you know, as a single mother, I understand. I used to, you know, I used to consider myself a single mother and I needed someone to help me. So I do try to help people as best as possible. And I never regretted even doing that. They kept the house in great shape. I never had to mow the lawn. I never had to shovel snow. They just... Treated it like it was their home, and that always made me happy as well. So, um,
0: yeah, we people should get security deposits. That's number one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like. Uh... They should. Yeah, man, that's it, super interesting what you're doing now. Does the city put some zoning restrictions on what you're doing? Do they? Well, they... now,
1: I mean, yes and no. So right now, Newark is going through a lot of changes, even with the ordinances for what you can build on. 25 by 100 square foot lots so basically a lot that's 2500 square feet um typically in a more suburban neighborhood you would probably only be able to build a single family home Um, newark is allowing at the moment two family homes but they're voting in the option to do a three-family home so they're focused on density because it is an inner city And um, whoever is now buying property from the land bank, which is a nonprofit that is distributing the city owned properties at this point, they will have to do affordable housing. You would have to sell it to Section 8 tenants and or you would have to rent it to Section 8 tenants or whatever programs they have out there. But when I purchase um, and because I started a while back, I don't have any cap on what to sell the house for and I could pretty much sell it to who I want to sell it to. So there's different things happening right now in Newark. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but that's, you know, even if they said, hey, Deontay, you can't sell it for over 400000 There's a lot of different programs out there that are, state uh, program that are giving grants for gap funding. So at least the developers can make a developer fee. Um, so you have grants, you have loans that are zero interest, although they will take much longer for you to close with. There are some, you know, little loopholes and gap funding you could tap into as a developer, hmm. for a state. Or just hold
0: on to it and rent
1: it out of Section Eight. I think that's what I would do. Yeah, right? yeah, you could and and hold on to it. The problem is right now is the construction costs. So you know, if the construction cost was three hundred thousand. Right, if we can get a whole house that's thirty five hundred square feet done for three hundred thousand, it wouldn't be the issue. But since COVID, it has gone up to me about 70% for new construction. And that's across the board with prefab homes, with uh, modular homes, and as well as stick build.
2: First, a word about our
0: sponsors. Hey guys, this is Chad Gallagher, your co-host here. And when you are in market for your next loan, highly recommend Burr Loans. I actually use them on one of my latest loans. It was actually an interest only product, which I really loved. Because if interest rates go down in the future, you can refinance the product. This is a great team. Joel and guys really know their stuff. They understand investing and have some awesome products for investors of all types. Check them out. Fur Loans. Yeah. So Okay, so you're doing this in Newark, but then you you kind of slip something in there about you got 150 in Kansas City. Now, that's not like a suburb of Newark, right? And that's
1: <laughs> No, Kansas City, Missouri, very similar to um, Essex County, New Jersey. I don't know how to compare it to where you're from, but Essex County, we have different melting pots. We have different income classes. And Kansas City, Missouri, we know them for winning the Super Bowl like two times in the last four years, right? But they're a really large city. It's over 330 square miles. It's really large. So if you compare that to Newark, or where I'm, oh, let everybody knows New York. So it's like the five boroughs, it's part upstate New York, like it's all of that in one. So you yeah. have million dollar income brackets, you have low income brackets. So it's just a very diverse city. And um, the project that I'm doing over there was brought to me by a former politician who favored me and he just liked me from day one. And he had a new B developer who bought 50 acres of land from the city of Kansas City. And they pretty much needed some help with the funding. They needed help with just advisory about how to get it done. So I said, hey, I'll take a shot at it. And we're, God willing, we'll be building about 180 houses, a mixed income, affordable housing. Um, We're targeting people who work. In the city of Kansas City who are teachers, because a lot of the teachers, the middle class community cannot afford home ownership. So we want to make sure that's an option for them. And we're definitely going after the municipal workers, the police officers, the firefighters, the military, all of the Americans that cannot typically afford a house to own. So that's our target demographic.
0: Um, so, so, okay. So, uh, a developer was working on it and was kind of failing.
1: He wasn't failing. He just, you know, he just didn't know what to do. He just knew he owned the land (laughs) and he's like, I'm going to build this and I'm gonna build that. And he didn't really have the money for like the plan. So I helped him um, get the plans done. And then ultimately he didn't know how to get it funded. So, um, that's something else that we're working on with him as well. But the main thing was getting it funded and getting the plans done. So, The city of um, Kansas City actually gave him a grant for about $5 million. But in in order for him to get the grant, he needed to submit the plans. And he didn't have the money for the plans. The plans for a project of that size is well over $100,000. Let's
2: So, back up for a second. So you finish all the soft costs for what? $150,000, $250,000?
1: Well, no, we didn't get that high, thank God. So in this case, because we're just going to duplicate um, the okay. models, um, we're, we're at like a hundred, yeah, under 150,000. Yeah. We didn't go over that's, that.
2: Why do you maybe four to six different model types for the look-alike laws or something? Yes. So that house doesn't look exactly the same right next to it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
2: Are there income restrictions on who you can sell to, or who's eligible to buy from you or.
1: Yes. So we have, um, restrictions on the AMI, right? So what that means is for, because we're going after a workforce demographic, they're not completely poor, right? They're not in the 30% AMI where they don't make more than $20,000 a year for a family of two. Like it's not the extreme levels like that. We're focused on, you know, the family of four that probably makes a hundred thousand a year or maybe 80,000 a year or something of that nature. Or it could be even a family of three or two that's making 80,000. So we're looking, we're going after the people that are, again, working nine to fives. They're working in the communities that they live in. They wanna own now. They are tired of renting, they wanna own. And that, when you have it on the scale as, as of what FHA looks for, they allow more income. Okay, So it goes up to anywhere between 30% of the AMI to 120% of the AMI. So we're in the 80 to 100% percentile, and that allows for them to earn more money.
2: Is the city of Kansas City or the county with which it's in inside of Kansas City offering their civil servants low down payment, no down payment type mortgages, or help them cover closing costs to help you get through and make the deals happen? Is that yes. part of program
1: they was giving up to They was definitely giving like up to twenty thousand dollars for down payment and closing costs
2: okay.
1: it might be a little bit higher or a little bit lower right now but yes statewide they're doing it and also within the city they have their own initiatives um back then we were looking to partner with like a naka program and then we also had a federal what bank was that i want to say it was annie may I can't remember. And I don't want to name drop out there, but we were um, going to partner with them to, for them to fund these type of homes. Um, now I'm actually working with another lender. And but we're open to we're open to anyone that will get the deal done. Let's just say that. So it, Tanda, it
0: seems to me. So I I've I um I've got some friends who do development. Okay. I've managed some new construction stuff. So I've I've, you know, I've seen seen a little bit it feels like so you said it's not unattainable i think it i think it feels unattainable and it's this weird world where once you break in it seems like the profits are like 5 to 8 to 10x more maybe than what people are used to seeing on normal deals but like it it does seem like part of the key is getting in to the, your first couple deals where maybe the city doesn't want to trust you. Yeah. Um, you've made a comment a couple of times that different people like you. Uh, I yeah. And, and, and I, I know you're kind of kidding, but I think there's like probably something to that. It, do you, is there a secret to the madness of, you know, really deriving trust maybe from people?
1: Well, let's just say I do have the favor of God. Okay, let's put that out there. I always have to, I always have to include God in it because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be here. Okay. Literally. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's, good.
1: that's um, good. But it is the favor of God. And it wasn't something that i prayed for. I pray for it more now, but it wasn't something that I even knew I had, but over time I'm starting to notice like that was favor. Like even, you know, the people at the city of Newark, just giving me a shot. They really didn't have to, um, every developer and investor that I ever partnered with, they really didn't have to. But one thing I will say is I always brought value to people. I allowed people to use my skills. I used to be a real estate paralegal. So yes, I was really good with contracts. Hence, that's why I was a, a really good wholesaler, right? Um, So I would do things for people. I would do contracts with people. I would help them in their business. One of my old partners, when I met her, she was in distress. Like she was about to get foreclosed on everything. I helped her keep some properties. I helped her get some projects done with construction. And then I also helped her wholesale some of them, right? I helped her get rid of some of them. So I will tell people, bring value to people. Don't always be a gimme, gimme type of person. See how you can actually help people in their business because a lot of people are struggling out here. There's developers out here that had to file bankruptcy. Like they're losing everything. So If they're confiding in you what they need or even if they don't, ask them, what do you need helping your business? How can I help you? How can I service you? And be a servant versus a beggar. And that's what I I have done. I can honestly say I've done that. I've been a servant to people. um, So it was nothing for them to say, hey, you know what? Let me help you in your business.
2: I think one of the unusual things, I was at Deontay's event last week. And she's telling the truth. She had the person from the city of Newark there live, and he was willing to talk on a panel. And I don't want to say give away all the secrets. He didn't do that. But he was honest and open in a public forum, answering questions with people and engaging with the audience, which, Chad, I don't know how many new construction deals you've done or how much development you've done. That's an exceptionally rare thing. To have a public official come out and talk to an audience like that, when they have no idea what somebody like me could throw at them as a question, mm-hmm. and or maybe even someone on the panel they've already been maybe in a deal that didn't go so smoothly or perfectly and somebody wants to discuss it live you never know what might happen. We've all yeah, seen, and
0: correct me if I'm wrong, both of you but. uh Something tells me Newark is not known for their ease of working with real estate investors.
1: It took me three years to close on my deal. Um, But I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Um, It was all God's timing. It seemed, seemed like a long process, but if I would've gotten it years earlier, I wouldn't even be making this much money on the deal. And I probably would've failed. So let's just let y'all know. Um oh, during the three years, I went through a, a couple of different building teams. And the last the the building team that I had on the application, I probably would have been valid bankruptcy right now <laughs> if I would have used them. So it's all God's protection. I'm happy it took three years. Um he the guy that gave me a shot, which when he didn't have to, he's happy with the progress. So everything worked out. Yes, a lot of people, even the partner that I was working with before me and her separated during that time, she still didn't close on her land either. So it can sometimes be some bad things going on. Um, and it mainly because of organization, but they have been building up their team to get the the workload done. Um, but yeah, everybody doesn't have a smooth process. So it took him courage to come after work, to come speak to the public. And that's because he loves what I'm doing. So I do have a nonprofit organization. Um, during COVID, I built a brand called Journey to Develop Her, and it's a podcast, and it's about my real estate development journey as well as my spiritual development journey, and we turned it into a nonprofit so we can you know, bring awareness to the community and teach women and minorities about real estate development. We, we'll teach anybody. Don't feel like because yeah, you're not Come on.
0: Come on, Dante. You're but, running circles around me. I don't know shit about this stuff. Uh, listen, listen.
1: I'm not discriminating against anybody, but- People, Journey to, like, you know, to women, develop Chad.
0: women women. Right.
1: There's no one really pouring into us sometime for this space, not for development. Yeah, it's that. a male-driven yeah, space. No. Um
0: yeah.
1: and if they are pouring into you, they're gonna charge you thousands of dollars. Typically, what I do, um, the reason why I even reached out to Burr, um, I wanted them to sponsor. And what what you did, you don't realize what you did, Joel. When you sponsored the amount you sponsored, I actually gave away 10 tickets to the event. So Absolutely. every dollar that bring into the company or to the nonprofit, we give away tickets. Um so so, so
0: it's a, it's, an help, right. uh, it's an educational thing to help minority women project. get into real estate. Yeah. Right.
1: Which but I, I, you know, know I gotta tell India in I, it doesn't have to be an honorary but that's no, my I, focus. I, I,
0: I'm, a, my I'm kind of I'm kind of teasing a little bit here, but um I will say Look, I, I have I have mad respect for what you've done. I really do, and, I, and I'm really serious about that. I know even myself trying to get into real estate, and I'm you know quick to say I'm I'm on the right side of here. I'm a white male, but even me trying to break into some of these groups, um, but but being the younger one in the room or, or not knowing them, not having families in real estate, even I found it to be challenging. I can't imagine being someone who doesn't look like everybody else in the room or isn't the same gender as everybody else in the room and not in that circle. Um, so I, I, and I think development's even harder to break into the normal real estate circles. So uh, I, I definitely think there's something to that. I think it's really awesome what you're doing. Um, I definitely think you're amazing. I wanted to ask you a question. You kind of slipped in there that you're like a single mother, um, which is, which is uh, more challenging. It seems like you just, uh, you just, you, you see challenge and then you, you run towards it.
1: Um, I don't have no time to, you know, allow the world to pull me down. Like, of course, you know, I made the decision to become a mother out of a lot and I would have ended up in divorce anyway because that was not my husband. So with that being said, I am, I don't even like to call myself a single mother. I am right now. An unmarried wife. Okay. So that means that my husband is coming. I'm a wife before he even comes. And I'm I will be a a wife when he locates me. So with that being said, the Bible says um a man finds a wife. He doesn't say he finds a single mother. So I'm a wife before he comes. Okay. And so when he comes, I'm ready. Right. And right now, um, and just a little backstory because we didn't really talk about all of my story, but when i got involved in real estate wholesaling and investing i had just broken up with my daughter's father at the time and i got fired within months of us breaking up and me moving out so i said god i got to do this now and i said i was going to document getting into real estate with no money and i never got a chance to document it um by the end of that summer i wanted to make $10,000 as a wholesaler like my first you know investment check for real yeah. estate. And then I wind up getting fired from the new job I got. And within three weeks of getting fou- fired, I wind up making 21. No, I made $30,000, $30,000 within the three weeks of getting fired from that On job. one
0: deal or a couple couple
1: deals? It was a couple of deals, but I was in hustle mode. Okay. I knew I had to feed my daughter. My back was up against the wall.
0: I, you, I, I think, think you're like mode. Deontay hustle mode. That's like your middle name. I mean, I uh, I can't imagine you not being in hustle. I mode.
1: don't, you know what, right now, I'm not hustling as hard right now by the grace of God. Everything is now becoming a little bit easier once you, um you change your language, right? So I don't want to be in hustle mode, but back then I was, right? So that means I had to really grind for everything. Um, but what I will say is now I ask for wisdom. God, how can I do these things without stressing out, without losing my mind out here? Yeah. Um, and God has been sending the right people in my corner that has my back. So everybody build a prayer life. It's more than just re- building build real estate, build a prayer life in a relationship with God. And he'll send you the right people.
0: Deontay, if people do want to reach out, um, whether they're single or married but but want to get to know you better what uh are you an instagram person or what's your kind
1: of yeah, i'm heavy on instagram and youtube well i need to be back on youtube but yeah so you can find me on instagram at Deontay chantel that's d-i-o-n-t-e-c-h-a-n-t-e-l also at journey to develop her on instagram as well uh, we have a podcast. We are supposed to be teaching real estate development on the podcast as well, but we do a lot of interviews, so we got to have you guys on there as well. Yeah. And we're also teaching about spiritual development, self-development, we'll say, and also business development. And what else? I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm I'm not really on LinkedIn. You won't find me on there so
0: much. Yeah, no, we, we like to find people where they are. And, um, may, you're doing some really cool stuff. Um, Thank you. Super motivating, right, Joel? Absolutely
1: and lastly the the mentorship it's called zero to develop developer accelerator it's a 4 week program it's incredible um I, you know i got to be honest i don't
0: know a lot of people who are doing programs around development i mean look lots of people do stuff around flipping um you know there's stuff around wholesaling and it sounds like you cover that too but yes we're to going actually, to cover
1: all of it yep
0: yeah but to to, to actually get as far as teaching some of the stuff where you're actually buying raw land and developing it, it yeah. uh it's not often taught and it's really impressive. It really is. Thank
1: you. So yeah, we're, it's not going to just be me. We're going to have some of my development team joining me as well. And right now we're only, we're selling it for under 500. Actually today's the last day, but
0: it's not a bad deal. That's not a bad gonna deal.
1: I, 000, and it's going to be great.
0: No, it's not a bad deal at all. And, um, you know. I know Joel says this a lot, but it's like when you hear stories like this, it's it's it kind of blows every excuse out the water. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's if I, like if I did uh,
1: it, y'all, yeah, I don't have any excuse. It really is determination.
0: I, I don't know if I buy the whole remedial math story after hearing you talk. I promise you,
1: I was in remedial math. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm terrible. I was terrible at math, but I'm great at making money by the grace of God. You but are. But what, what I'm gonna say is, if I could do it. Yeah, no one has any excuse. So you also have to become a real estate developer. And God willing, I'll be the person to show you. Cause I'm I'm pretty sure you've come across deals and you probably was like, I don't know how to get this done. But there's so many different ways you can get it done with no experience. So we go over that in the mentorship.
2: Very cool. We really appreciate you jumping on with us today. Good stuff. Yeah. And I'm looking forward, obviously, as we come out of the weekend. We'll reconnect and just go over some of the other stuff off camera. But really appreciate you jumping on with us, Chad. We always like to keep them interesting.
0: It's I never know. boring here on the Burr Absolutely, Podcast. Uh, Dante, <laughs> thanks so much for joining, and um, I look forward to talking to you more in the future.
1: Thank you, and yeah, I have to come on the Journey to Developer Podcast, of course. Cool. And we'll talk cool.
0: really yeah. Soon. yeah, my story's not nearly as exciting, but thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for coming, and uh, you're a stud. You're really awesome.
1: Thank you so much, guys.
0: All right. That's a wrap. Take care. See ya. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Real Estate Hackers Show. If you've not yet become a member of Real Estate Hackers, you can do that for free at realestatehackers.com. Get access to all the amazing Real Estate Hacker deals from incredible vendors on a ton of content and materials for you, the investor. You can follow Real Estate Hackers on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. If you can give us a five-star review for the podcast, I would personally really appreciate it. We read every review and thank you so much for helping us grow this community for you, the real estate investor.